podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. On a Thursday, the day after Liverpool 2, West Ham United 1, at the London Stadium in the Premier League. It's a third win on the bounce for Liverpool. Now five unbeaten, and now up into sixth place in the Premier League. Behind Aston Villa, but with a game in hand. And things are starting to shake out pretty decently for us. We have, I think, a fairly straightforward run-in. Villa at home is the hardest game. We only have two away games left. And if if Manchester United were to soil themselves, potentially we could sneak into the top four. But I do think fifth place is more likely, which will be a spot in the Europa League. Obviously, the Europa League final is in Dublin next year which means that regardless of who Liverpool were to face, they would in all likelihood have 90% of the ground. Um, And obviously, as I've gone over earlier this week, we have a great history with the former UEFA Cup, now Europa League. We haven't won it under its current guise. Got to the final in the season Jürgen took over. Lost to Sevilla. So it would be nice to win it. And that would be completing the set for Jürgen. A lot of people, you know, trot out the line, won the lot. Not quite. We did have a season in the Europa League with Jürgen. We didn't win it. Therefore, we have not won the lot. I think the assumption was we wouldn't find ourselves back in this competition under this manager. But we likely will, and we should go and win it. Because if you're in that competition, you should win it. And it comes with a place in the following season's Champions League, which is something that is very valuable. We will hope, obviously, to get back into the top four next season ourselves, but it will be difficult because City will build further. You'd expect Arsenal to build on what they've done. You would expect Newcastle to build on what they've done, and with Champions League, they might really start to flex their financial muscles. United will always spend. You'd imagine Chelsea will have a real manager and actually make a go of things next season. Spurs will be a little bit better. And then even those teams around, like your Villas, like your Brightons and your Brentfords, they're likely to take a step forward as well and and build on what they've done this season. So top four next season is going to be really tough, I think. Obviously, there will be one or two teams that will have a bad season. It's always the case. This season, there was a lot of bad, a lot of teams had bad seasons, us and Chelsea being the two most prominent ones, and Spurs, obviously, as well. But 
I do think next season will be even tougher. So having that extra avenue into the Champions League through the Europa League would be beneficial to us. On the main Liverpool websites, then we start with This Is Anfield. And there's plenty of post-match coverage from the West Ham game. So do check that out. There's a really good piece here about Trent and his new initiative, which is a new academy uh, to support released players. I think that's well worth giving a look to. Uh, Pep Guardiola claims Man City were lucky to be pushed by Liverpool. I think he's making the point that it it kind of battle-hardened them and and gave them the right mindset for a, a title race like we've seen this season. Uh, Liverpool learn another new opponent for next season at, with championship promotion. Sheffield United have been promoted. And it's great to have the Blades back in the division, but part of me was hoping that they wouldn't come up because there's, there's two players there I'd actually really like us to get who I think would make sense from a squad building point of view. Uh, with Bobby leaving, Illiman and Jai would have made sense, can play all across the front line. And. Ahmed Hozic, the centre-back, the Bosnian centre-back, I think would have been a good squad addition as well. But up they'll come. So trip to Bramall Lane for everybody next season. We'll move on then to Liverpool.com. The headline piece is about Curtis Jones. Liverpool has saved millions by ending Thiago impression and copying Man City plan. Bit of an odd headline, but it is there. Erling Haaland still hasn't broken Mo Salah record, but may have unleashed Liverpool force. He has broken the record. Um, I'm not really sure how we could argue that he hasn't. Haaland, for the season, has 33 Premier League goals, which is a record, and 49 in all competitions. There may be... I'm not going to read the article, but maybe it's with regarding goals from open play. Uh, Haaland has six penalties. I think Mo scored one. Jurgen Klopp has made telling admission about new Liverpool setup as fresh duo emerges. Let's look at this. Fabinho gives one-word verdict on new Liverpool midfield partner. It's obviously about Trent. Let's have a look at what this piece is about the telling admission and what it contains. Um, obviously, the the form of Trent and Curtis has been really impressive over the last couple of days. Uh, this one was written by Andrew Beasley. And... Yeah, it is about Trent... And about Curtis. So yeah, that, that's what I was expecting. Uh, there's also the Media Digest. Klopp confirms Henry talks. So John Henry was at the game last night. Uh, first time we've seen him in a while. The last time he was at a game was the Bournemouth 9-0. And Jürgen said that he spoke to the owner the night before the, the game at his hotel. Uh, we had talks already. We spoke last night in the hotel. I knew that he was coming. The subject of these talks remains a mystery, although it would be no surprise to learn the transfer plans were on the agenda. Uh, Liverpool plan gets green light. Uh, Peter Rourke, 
spoofer extraordinaire for Football Insider, claims the manager has given the go-ahead to recruit a new centre-back this summer. Well, it would appear that that's been the case for quite a while, that we've been looking for a centre-back, primarily a left-sided centre-back, um, likely to replace Robertson in the starting eleven. Someone that can play as a centre back in possession and then play as a le- as a left back <clears throat> out of possession. I think we we have seen in these last couple of games the team can be a little bit unbalanced because Robertson's natural inclination is to bomb forward, and with Diogo Jota as the left winger, there is a need for him to get forward. With Diaz in the team, that need will be lessened, and I think that's where someone like Goncalo Inacio or Piero Hincapié would fit really well. Um, this move to put Trent into midfield and make the back three, uh, the rest of the defence a back three, does require more of a centre-back presence, more of a defensive-minded approach. Robbo's obviously been outstanding for us over the years, but he doesn't really fit the profile of that. There's a reason when, Celt- uh, when Scotland play their back five, Robbo's the wing-back and Kieran Tierney is the the centre-back, Robbo's best traits are getting forward and delivering quality ball. Um, he'll still have a vital role to play in the squad moving forward because you're not going to play that same shape in every game. And against some of the lesser teams, you will want someone like Robbo who will provide more of a thrust going forward. So it'll be a good balancing act for Jürgen next season, but I definitely think that's the type of profile. I, I would also like a right-footed centre-back because of Ibu's injury issues. I, I don't think Joe Gomez really has a future at the club. And I'd probably be looking to sell Matip this summer. Well, I'd definitely be looking to sell Matip this summer. Regardless of a good performance last night, I think the time has come to move him on. So, you know, if you could get someone like a Bella Kotchap or a Maxence Lacroix or an Edmund Topsoppa... Antonio Silva, if, if the money was there, probably isn't, would be the ideal. But, you know, that, that type of profile as well. And then that player, the new, the new left footed one, they're your backup centre backs. You'd only really need to carry those. Sepp Vandenberg can stick around as a quota filler. And if that left sided centre back is needed in the middle, then Robbo just steps in. Otherwise, you just roll as it is. Um, yeah, that's a decent piece. Uh, that's a decent piece of news. Uh, we'll move on then to Liverpool.com. whole bunch of articles here. Uh, Andrew Beasley, in his new weekly column, has a deep dive into Mo Salah and free kicks. So do check that one out there. Uh, Golden Gakpo steps up as Liverpool's Firmino heir. That piece was put together by the Anfield Index news team. And then we have a cup. There's, there's some post-match West Ham coverage, but we do then have two new articles up uh, regarding transfers. So there's a keeper sell piece. I assume Stevens. No, this was put together by Ben Poscod. Um, so keep Fabinho, Pesetic, Thiago, Henderson. I'll just let that one sit for a sec. Jones, Elliot, Salah, Jota, 
Nunez, Gakpo, Diaz, and the ones to sell, Milner, Keita, Chamberlain, Firmino. They're all free. You're not selling any of them. They're all leaving anyway. Uh, and Fabio Carvalho on loan. And I do think that's a, a fair shout to let Fabio go. Um, I mean, in terms of the midfielders, if a good offer came in for Fabinho, we should accept it. Let's let's be really fair here. He's been better of late, but it's clear he's on the decline. Uh, Besetic is definitely one to keep. I would keep Thiago, but I could understand if a decision was made to move him on. The issue would be with him and Fabinho, you have to then buy another midfielder on top of the three that are already needed. Uh, we won't get any offers for Henderson at this point in his career. It would have to be a free, and he would have to agree to it, which is unlikely. Um, I think Curtis has shown enough in the last few games to suggest he can fill a need, which is why, rather than needing four midfielders as things stand, I think Curtis can can mean we only go for three. If a good offer came in for Harvey Elliott, I'd probably sell him, because I don't think he fits all that well. Alone would benefit him hugely, but he'll probably stick around. Mo is an obvious one to keep. Darwin's an obvious one to keep. Gakpo's an obvious one to keep. Diaz an obvious one to keep. I think if if a good offer, and I mean like 50 million came in for Jota, it's worth at least considering it. It is worth at least considering a good offer for him. Because you could replace him for significantly less, given we do tend to scout attackers very well. And there would be money left to try and fix something else. But given we have so much else to do, maybe it's not wise to be tinkering around with, with players that are contributing well. Um, transfer special, relegation options. This was written by David Davis. Um, I, I'm, I'm never, ever going to get on board with the idea of James Ward-Prowse. The guy is awful. Outside of free kicks, awful. Not a good passer. Doesn't win the ball nearly enough. Poor defensively. A lot of headless chicken running. No chance. Um, Jared Branthwaite. He has looked pretty good for PS, uh, PSV Eindhoven this year on loan from Everton. And he has been linked. But I don't think he's good enough to come in and be a regular starter for us. I think he's still a way off that. There's definitely talent there. I'd be a little bit surprised if Everton were to let him go, especially if they go down. Because if they go down, surely he's one that walks back in as a first-choice player. And what's his contract situation? 2025, so you'd have two years left. I'd be shocked if Everton let him go. He also doesn't really fit the idea of playing as a left-back while out of possession. He's a bit clunky to play in that role, but he is a good player. Uh, Brennan Johnson I could definitely get on board for. And, you know, if you were to sell Jota and you could get Brennan Johnson for around $30 and then throw $20 into the midfield kitty or... 20 million into the defense kitty, then yeah, I mean, I think that would be 
a decent move. Brennan Johnson's really, really good and prefers to play on the right, which means we'd have a kind of backup to Mo as such, which we haven't really had. But I do think Harvey could probably fill that role uh, moving forward because he, I think it's going to suit him better. Although the new advanced kind of eight slash ten positions uh, might fit Harvey a bit better. We'll have to see if he gets a run in those. Uh, Podcast-wise, there is a new Nina Kauser show from last night. Nina, Steve, and Lisa Marie. There is a post-match Raw, which is myself, Trev, and Harry Setti. So you can listen to both of those. Um, There is to come a Rival Recon, which will be out probably tomorrow. Uh, There'll be an AIP, which will be recorded tomorrow, so probably out tomorrow night. And Scouser Tommy's should be with you tomorrow too. Myself and Carl recorded Raw, no, scouted um, this morning. So that should be out, which is sometime today for the Spurs game. Although Spurs are playing this evening, so we were kind of flying blind a little bit because, you know, they could get injuries or they could show some good form uh, and win a game, which would be, you know, nice for their fans. But well, shall we wait and see. Right, that's it. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.